Welcome to PICGO Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McFarland. I'm here to give you a front row view of county government. Thanks for joining us today, everybody. So it's been a while. It's been been a few weeks since we've had a podcast, but we're back this week with Dr. Mark Jones, superintendent of Pennsylvania County Schools. Dr. Jones, thanks for being here. Uh, thank you for having me. You know, I'm, I'm assuming by this point, most people know that uh, on, the, on the ballot in November was a referendum for a 1% sales tax that was on the ballot in 2021 as well uh, and failed by 14 votes, which in the grand scheme of 30,000 plus voters in Pennsylvania County is about as thin of a margin as you can as you can get. So the Board of Supervisors and School Board agreed to put that on the ballot again in 2022. And this just a few weeks ago that that passed about 52% of voters voted in favor of that referendum for the 1% sales tax, which is specifically for school capital improvements, projects, constructions, renovations, primarily with our elementary schools. So Dr. Jones, um, one, congratulations. This is a big deal for the school system. But walk me through sort of what happens now. You know, what are what is the, I guess, the timeline of, of what happens next? What are what are some of the projects that, that are going to be happening at Pennsylvania County Schools now that we have these funds secured? Yeah, Caleb, first, thank you for having me here today and to speak on behalf of the sales tax referendum. I'd also like to thank our community for supporting this. Uh, we feel like that this is just... Uh, we'll, will put our school division in a good place over the next few years, 20 years. The funds will be used to cover heating, ventilation, and air conditioning upgrades and window replacements at Stony Mill, Southside, Chatham L, Mount Airy Elementary School, Hurt Elementary School, and Union Hall Elementary School. We also want to construct safety vestibules in our eight oldest elementary schools, Mm -hmm. and we want to eliminate mobile units at Kentuck, Southside, Stony Mill, Mount Airy, Union Hall, and Hurt, and want to improve the traffic flow at Gretna Elementary School, Twin Springs Elementary School, and we'd like to add classroom space at our Career and Technical Center. Mm-hmm. Um, and so generally, I think those, you know, that sort of falls under those themes of, you know, we got security, you're talking about the safety vegetables, we have improvements to existing facilities with I mean, you, you mentioned heating and air. It's not like those are optional things to have. I mean, those those systems have to work. And then, as, as you mentioned, classroom enhancements. So let's let's sort of get you know dive in as far as you know what's what's the timeline of of what happens next. You know, are as far as I know, you know, Pennsylvania County will be borrowing money to fund all of these projects up front and then paying paying the financing with this revenue. So walk me through the timeline of of you know when when we can start seeing some of those things happening. We began our meetings this morning. Once we realized that the sales tax referendum had passed, we had things in place uh, to begin uh, discussions with staff. We'll present a small presentation to our school board at their December meeting. And in January, they have a work session on a Saturday, and that's a topic on the agenda for discussion. At that meeting, our school board will provide direction uh, to us as to how they would like for us to proceed. Uh, And our, our plan is to have it planned out this spring so that we are ready to begin the process of working with engineers mm-hmm. and planning uh, for the construction. And, and the thinking is that we'll, the sales tax funds begin in July of 23. The first, we're going to use the first three or four months to give us an idea of how the funds are flowing in and the amount that we'll receive. But we're going to be having in place planning so that we're ready to begin work during the summer of 24. 
you know, based upon uh, everything that I'm, we're hearing from our uh, maintenance director, uh, he indicates that it will take a year to actually have, be ready to begin construction. Uh, so we, we're looking right now to, to planning to begin in, in June of 24. Mm-hmm. No, and that makes sense, you know, that you can't just as, you know, the second that you realize that you have these funds, that then you immediately jump into all these projects. Because I know you guys have, I mean, as you were saying, you know, you want to do this roof for this school and this heating heating system for this school. But that doesn't mean you have all of the parts figured out or have the contractors set up or, you know, all of the engineering, as you said, of all those different parts. So that makes sense that there's some delay there. And I know that's something that, you know, your your finance department is working very closely with our finance department to even determine the logistics of what what does the sales tax apply to exactly and how much how much revenue can be expected because i i know it doesn't apply to you know groceries for example it doesn't apply to agricultural products we don't know exactly how much revenue is going to be generated from this one because sales tax revenue would tend to fluctuate based on how much people are buying what costs are like and then two there's those you know caveats of things that it doesn't apply to um, so I know that's what what you're saying about, you know, wanting to have those four months in there baked in to, to sort of see exactly what you're going to, not exactly what you're going to get, but get a good feel of how much revenue is going to be generated. That that definitely makes sense. I think both last year and this year, I think there were two very primary concerns about, about this 1% sales tax. Um, one of them being, that's what the lottery's for. We don't need this. The lottery covers the schools. The second being, we don't have any guarantees that Pennsylvania County or Pennsylvania County schools aren't just going to take this money and use it for some administrative costs. Talk me through those two concerns, one being the lottery and two being what guarantees do we have that these funds are actually going to be used for these projects that we've been talking about? You know, the lottery passed many years ago, and, and when uh, it passed, uh, the, the thinking was that the money would be used for schools. And, and we do receive money from the lottery for the schools. This fiscal year, Pennsylvania County Schools will receive about $6.45 million in lottery funds. But per state regulations, more than $4.2 million of those funds are allocated to specific programs. And these programs are foster care, at-risk, early reading intervention, and K-3 primary class size reduction. You know, the school division receives that portion of lottery funding specifically for those programs, and we as school leaders can't reallocate that money to any other purpose. But that leaves $2.25 million in state lottery funding for infrastructure and operations, and this number is based on the number of students Pennsylvania County Schools has in our division. And about 70% of the $2.25 million is used for ongoing costs like salaries, maintenance, fuel, and general operating expenses. That leaves remaining 30%. That's $675,000. And that can be utilized for one-time expenses like renovation projects. And that, that 30%, that's, that's the maximum allowed for capital projects through this. Exactly. Okay, yes, yeah. sir, it is. This year, PCS is going to, um, to pay for bus leases and performance contract with train utilizing that, those funds. And then the other question you asked, Caleb, was about... How do we know that Pennsylvania County Schools and Pennsylvania County will use this money for this purpose? Well, the Code of Virginia speaks to it. The Code of Virginia says it only permits this money to be used for new school capital projects. Mm -hmm. And I mean, haven't there been instances already where where localities tried to use these funds to 
pay off debt for existing infrastructure improvements? I believe that's the case, and, and, and they were, the courts have said that this money is only for uh, new capital projects. Right. So, yes, yeah, that just as an example, I mean, I, I forget what locality it was, but they, they did try to pay off their existing debt, and ex- you're exactly right. The court said, no, you can't do that. So that precedent has already been set that we can't been. turn around and, and use these funds for something else. I mean, there's also the logistical side of it is that, you know, we're, Pennsylvania County is going to be borrowing the money to do all these projects up front. So it's you sort of need the money to make the payments on your debt or otherwise you're going to default on your loan. So that's that's the logistical side of it is that, you know, these funds are going to be needed to pay off to pay off the financing for all these projects, which are going to be financed up front on that. On that note, why is that the route that the school division is looking to take to borrow the funds and then do the projects all up front as opposed to maybe paying as we go and doing some projects here and there as the revenue comes in? You know, and, and we talked about that this morning in our meeting, uh, discuss, you know, how we these should be funded. And, and these are so time sensitive that because of the age of the buildings and the needs to be addressed, that these upgrades need to be done more quickly. It's not something that we can put off, like HVAC upgrades and window replacements. They're nece- necessary right away of in our older buildings. And the safety concerns created by students being in mobile units and students being in classes with detached gyms, um, you know, that needs to be addressed immediately for safety, for safety reasons. If we use the funds as they're collected, you know, we push these projects out as much as 20 years. Right. And a lot can happen in 20 years. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned that 20-year deadline. I know that's another, I guess, I don't want to say concern, but pe- people have, I've seen people saying that, you know, Oh, this tax is never going to go away. If if the, by some for some reason we wanted to continue this tax, it would have to go back to the voters. This is not something that just could just stay. Right? No, it can't. The the language in the code says that it it ends on the date the judge is signed. Right, mm-hmm. which um, is two thousand forty two. So in order for this to be reenacted, it had would have to go back through the general assembly, and the general assembly would actually have to create a new bill. That would allow us, Pennsylvania County, to through referendum, uh, to to vote for for this to be uh, for us to be able to do it, do this again. So, bottom line, if it if we wanted that to go past 19 years, we'd have to go through the general assembly and the voters. Right now, right. Yeah. I know we've talked about this before in, in in some detail, but I know the you know we have four high schools, four middle schools, ten elementary schools, and then the Career and Technical Center, STEM Academy, Victory Academy. Okay, so I know that the middle schools were were built in the you know mid mid two thousands, as in the high schools were renovated not were were renovated not too long after. But these schools have not seen extensive renovations, and we've also had not had new ones in a long time. So walk me through some of the ages, some of the, I guess yeah, some of the, some of the ages of these facilities that a lot of these funds are going to be used to to upfit and outfit. You know the the ages the age of the buildings that these funds we use for. These buildings were built in the 1960s or earlier, um, as early as Brazel was built, I believe, in 38. Mm-hmm. Brazel was about 84 years old, so it's the oldest. Let's see, Chatham Ale was built in the 50s. Hurt was built in the 40s. And then the other schools were built in the 60s. Then we, there was a, a lapse of time, and the next construction, we built Twin Springs and Gretna Elementary School, and they were built, and we opened in 96. Our middle schools were opened in 2003, 
And then our high schools were renovated in 09 and opened, and I think we opened with new schools, renovated schools in 2010. So these these schools, you know, they're old, the older buildings, and they, they're really in need of, you know, a lot of renovations. And it, it, we again, I thank our, our community residents for supporting this. This is a, a funding stream that surely will will help us, and it will keep that piece off of our landowners, right. off the real estate tax. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Oh, you're you're talking about you know the age of these buildings. Why not at that point build build a new school? You know, since we have these funds coming in anyway. Talk me through you know the the rationale for improving our existing facilities, especially you know the ones that have. You know, you guys are adding classrooms. It's not like you're just doing the heat and air conditioning. You're adding classrooms and making additions. So why not build a new school as opposed to, to making additions or renovations to the existing ones? Uh, eight older elementary schools. Um, if you could build an elementary school with today's cost at about $25 million, it'd be very expensive. So renovating buildings that, that are in good shape, you know, we, we've kept our maintenance staff has worked hard to keep them uh, repairs done done repairs in timely manners. Uh, we've kept good roofs on our buildings, so we've kept the the, the actual structural part of the buildings are are good. They're sound, um, and so it, it just it, it's just you know good common sense, I guess that that we would you know you use some funds to renovate the existing structures that we have, be more, more cost effective. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. And yeah, I mean, you're talking about the, you know, thanking, thanking the voters for this. I know the Board of Supervisors has been very, very supportive of this from day one, unanimously, um, even when they don't always agree on everything else. I mean, they've been very unanimous in support of this 1% sales tax, both last year and this year. Seeing this as a way to, as you said, you know, so that our landowners are not having to pay for these bills, that this is Pennsylvania County residents that are going and spending money in Pennsylvania County, but also people traveling through and coming to visit that are contributing to the the improvement of our school system. So Dr. Jones, I mean, that's that's all the questions that I have. Really just wanted to get a feel of, you know, what what happens next and, and what the what the next steps are. So, I mean, is there anything else that you would want to add or anything else you think it's important that people know? Well, Caleb, you mentioned Board of Supervisors and the Board of Supervisors have been very supportive of the children in Pennsylvania County. So we greatly thank them as well. There, there's been professional collaboration between our Board of Supervisors and our school board. And so we greatly appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we'll definitely, you know, continue to provide updates as I know you said, you know, 24 would be when construction is supposed to start. So, but even, you know, before that process of, as you guys are, you know, putting out procurement processes for, for these different things and designs and all of that, we'll definitely continue to keep, keep the community aware. Cause this is, you know, this is taxpayer dollars at work. So we want to show that. So Dr. Jones, I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you, Caleb. Thank you for listening to Pitco Happenings. I hope you learned something informative. If you have a question or want to make a comment, give me a call or send a text to 434-489-8739.